What's going on? Welcome to the morning show. We are coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios. How about that? R-S-V-L-T-S. Yes, those Roosevelt's. Yes, the shirt I'm wearing. They are the official sponsor of the studio. Where the hell's this second audio coming from? Find it, Jimmy, and mute it. So coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studio. Baseball is back today. We made it through it. And yeah, there might be a rain out. Shut up about it. Rain out predictors are the weirdest people. They think they they saw a weather report that you didn't. We all know it might get rained out. I'm still going to be excited until it is. Welcome to the morning show. It's going to be a good day. Ain't nobody going to die today. That's that's not true. Someone will die. Somewhere. Just math, you know? So anyway, welcome to the morning show. Bite-sized bits of everything I enjoy. We're going to do a little American geography. We're going to do American history. We're going to do some baseball. We're going to do some books. That's the show. That's how it goes. I'm excited. In the chat, we got Steve B., Norm Shaver, Troy, Scott, Ace Betts, Real D, Jill. As always, she helps with titles. Abe's in here with the wrench, keeping things tightened up. Blaine Williams, what up? Over on Periscope, some people were... uh, we're excited. Let me see. We got uh, Anthony. We got we got Jared Saul. What's up, buddy? We got uh, Kyle. B Mats. Facebook. Do you do this every morning, Monday through Friday? Yep. Uh, who else? Keith, Todd, Father, Rick. A lot of people hanging out. Thanks for joining. Welcome to the morning show. Connor uh, Connor in the YouTube chat says, I'd be proud at how good he is at geolocation. Interesting to hear your strategy. Um, remind me once the offseason comes and then I'm done with my vacation with Katie that I want to do live streams of uh, the GeoGuessr game because it was a good time when I did it. All right. What do we got going on today on the John Boy Media Network? We got a lot going on. And we're adding four, five, fuck. We're adding five more shows in four more shows Monday. By Monday, there will be four more shows to the network. And then soon after that, a fifth is coming that we just that we just finalized. So, shit's crazy. Uh, today, we got laughs from the past. It's a little laughs. It is um, a crazy story about a race to the South Pole. Um, man, these two explorers raced to get to the South Pole, and it's just a disaster. I think, like, the Antarctica place is named after them, and it shouldn't be. So uh, I think Jake and I probably had a take on it that you don't usually hear historians or people uh, have because it definitely wasn't kind of respectful. Both both of them were idiots. Talking Yanks comes out. Exciting episode. We just previewed the season, the lineup, tried to guess the 30-man. Very confusing. John Boy and Jake Radio will come out in an hour on the John Boy and Jake TV channel. You can watch that live over there or listen on the podcast app. Majority of people listen on the podcast app. Sheedy, what's going on? Sheedy's in the chat on Periscope. I decided I'm just going to call the Periscope viewers out whenever I see a name that I follow. Uh, Sequence with Trevor Plouffe is out today. It's on podcast apps. It's going to be on the YouTube channel. I'm really excited about this. He's doing the Brett Gardner at bat against the Cleveland Indians, the 11-pitch at bat against Cody Allen in 2017 playoffs, breaking it down, uh, you know, the point of attack, what guard, what Guardy's probably thinking, what everyone else is thinking. So I'm excited about that. Talking sports, 
Let me open up the company Slack because Keith slacked me the talking points to tell you what they talked about, and I didn't remember them. Talking sports, MLB division winner predictions, and there's a new talking Nets after the Nets got blown out in their first scrimmage. That's everything coming to you on the John Boy Media Network. Thanks for tuning in. Let's move on. It's 72 degrees and cloudy in Centralia, PA. Is that how you say it? Centralia? This town was suggested by... Oh, shit. Am I not going to be able to bring it up again? I'm going to try and bring it up. Someone suggested this town. It's another ghost town. And and not a haunted ghost town, like an abandoned town where everyone left. Like, there's only ghosts here. There's no living people here. But I guess a ghost hunter would just be like, that place got ghosts. Any town that doesn't have people anymore, they're just going to say as ghosts. Zach Gaines. Zach Gaines uh, suggested Centralia. Pretty crazy story. First, I didn't even look at a map yesterday when I did Centralia. So first we're going to look at it on the map. Check it out. Okay. No idea where it is. There we go. Pretty tiny. There's a coal mining town. And then there was a huge fire. And then the town was basically on a fire. And they didn't really do anything about it for 20 years. Now no one lives there. Or like 60 people. They're seizing homes. But it's a crazy. That's a tiny town. Oh, I thought this cemetery name it's called Odd Fellows Cemetery. Just a great name for a cemetery. But I thought it was Old Fellows Cemetery, which would be a great name for a cemetery. Old Fellows Cemetery is tiny. They don't have these kind of cemeteries where I lived in California. Jake and I made a, a web series when I was in film school and I need a thesis project. We did a web series, and, and Jake and I, when we were in college, I always like walking through cemeteries and, and, and seeing, I don't know, just trying to guess at people's life stories. Pretty morbid. I don't like doing it anymore. But, yeah, we used to do that. So when we did this web series, we wrote a scene where we were walking through a cemetery. Uh, but there was no cemetery, like no little old-ass cemeteries like this in California, in my town, and the three towns surrounding, so we couldn't do it. So we had to change it to we were just walking in an open field, and <laughs> there was a cross. We stumbled upon, like, a cross and a wreath, and we're like, someone died here? What is... What is this? An empty field? And we changed the joke to that. Uh, but yeah, old ass cemeteries like that. They're kind of funny in Connecticut. You live there and it's like house, house, cemetery, house. It's like, who are you neighbors with? Oh, just the cemetery. They got a driveway and everything. Weird. Anyway, this town. Let me see if I can find a YouTube video of it. Oh, there's uh, the morning sheet. No peeking. No peeking at what's coming up next. I think you couldn't even see. Uh, Centralia, Pennsylvania drone. That's what I usually like. Oh, they did an abandoned episode on this? That's cool. All right, so this town. I'll let you know while they, while they go. It was a borough, and it's a near ghost town. Population has dwindled from more than 1,000 residents to 63 and only five in 2017. Um, at first, there was a lot of murders happening. The Molly Maguires... The Molly Maguires, you guys know, they're, they're like an Irish gang, they're like fighting for the rights of Irish people. But by doing that, they would kill people. So they wreaked havoc on the whole area for a while in the 1860s and stuff, just killing people. And then they got 
lynched. Then there's a coal coal fire. There's three theories to how the fire started. I wasn't incredibly interested. So many words. Just show us the drone footage, guys. Two minutes in. Two minutes in. Hard five-minute rule. You get five minutes of intro on a 14-minute video. That's actually a lot. We do five minutes of intro on a full show. Is this two drones? We got a drone and the other drones in view? Interesting. All right, so... uh, Fire starts. This is the craziest story. Fire starts in the mine. There's three different theories. I didn't find any of them really interesting or that crazy. You can look it up on the Wikipedia. But in 1981, a 12-year-old resident named Todd Domboski fell into a sinkhole four feet wide, 150 feet deep. 150 feet deep, four feet wide. That's a well. That's crazy. That suddenly opened beneath his feet in a backyard. His cousin, also 14, pulled him out of the hole and saved his life. The plume of hot steam billowing from the hole was tested and found to contain a lethal level of carbon monoxide. Hey, didn't Zach Gaines also, Zach, didn't you also give us that town where um, they were trying to get the dust off the road so they sprayed the chemicals and now it's no longer a town in a state park? Wasn't that... Are you obsessed with um, abandoned towns and ghost towns? That's cool. Keep them coming. Um, but that's crazy. I wonder if they have uh, uh, pictures of that of that sinkhole. Centralia, PA, 1981 sinkhole. It's really a well. Images. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Guys, they got pictures. They got pictures of the sinkhole. There's so many pictures. Let me, uh, I got to open them in new tabs so you can see. They're scary. Um, okay, that one didn't want to work. Okay, none of these want to be in the right place. Look at this. So it's like, that was the yard. It's a tiny yard. There's like a, 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 a small fence like just, you know, a wood and wire fence, like two, three feet tall. The sinkhole looks like a, a tree tipped over in the forest, and it was a heavy tree, and the big root in the middle pulled up some of the earth, and there's a little hole. But apparently that went 150 feet deep. Jesus, that's crazy. Some other images of it. Thank God he had his friend there to save his life. How many people do you think have fallen through 150 feet deep sinkholes and no one knows? That's crazy. I don't think I'm that into this. It seems very scary. All right, back to our our YouTube video of the graffiti in the abandoned town, which... Not super into it. Um, all right. So when that happened, like in 1960s, someone, uh, uh, mechanic took like the temperature thermometer and put it in a hole in the ground and it was like so hot, but they didn't do anything. This is in 81. 
1983, after that, U.S. Congress allocated more than $42 million to relocate everyone the hell out of this town. Nearly all of the residents accepted the government's buyout offers. More than 1,000 people moved out of the town, and 500 structures were demolished. By 1990, 63 remaining residents were still there. Damn. Now, this is what I was super interested. I hope there's videos of this. The town's residents and former residents decided to open a time capsule that was buried in 1866, a few years earlier than planned. So they planned on opening it in 2016 because that would have been 150 years. They opened it in 2014. Why couldn't they wait two more years? Were they worried about, like, the earth and, and damage? They opened it just two years early, 148 years Let's look at this time capsule. Oh, this is cool. That guy came out of it. Froze himself. The description of this YouTube video says, recorded on August 26, 2010, using a flip video camcorder. Well, if it was open in 2010 or 2014. Okay. Oh, wow. Opening of a time capsule. It's kind of small. How'd they find it? I guess it was marked. That makes sense. Okay. Guy's wearing black gloves. He's got uh, red clippers, and he's clipping the sides of the time capsule. And we're going to watch this on double speed. Playback speed, double. And... Open the fucking time capsule already. Everyone's filming it. Okay, bunch of dirt. What the hell? Just. All right. This is like a fucking Blair Witch version of opening a time capsule. I'm just going to go find images. What was in it? Oh, that is cool. So it had like a, a big thing on it. That said, 1866 Centralia vault to be opened in 2016. That's crazy. Crazy to think that. To bury it and never know what the people who opened it were like or what the world was like. There's a, a name for the emotion you feel when you realize you will never know what the year I'll never know what the year 2090 is like. And it's like a weird emotion that some people feel like. And there's a name for it. I, you know what I mean? Like, we'll just, we'll just never know. It's weird. To plan a time capsule, like, seems not satisfying. I want to, I want to watch people open it. So anyway, here's what was in it. Looks like a, a newspaper. That looks like a pretty modern newspaper. Well, this one was buried in 1966. What is Centralia just burying time capsules nonstop? They buried one in 1866. They buried one in 1966. What the hell? Just a time capsule community? The town's residents and former residents decided to open a time capsule early. 
the capsule was not scheduled to be opened in 2016. Uh, items found in the footlocker-sized time capsule, which had been inundated with about 12 inches of water, included a miner's helmet, a miner's lamp, some coal. That's hilarious. In uh, 1866, they're like, well, let's put coal in there because maybe they don't know what the lamp and the helmet are for. Maybe coal doesn't exist in the future. A Bible. That's cool. Water damage probably ruined that. Local souvenirs. What's that mean? And a pair of bloomers signed by the men of Centralia. That's cool. That's cool. I did a time capsule in middle school with my buddies in... uh, Kildeer, Illinois. We dug it up like a week later. Like, oh yeah, that's what we put in there. Time capsules are awesome if you have a bad memory. Just a fantastic game to play with yourself if you have a terrible short-term memory. All right. That's uh, Centralia, Mind Fire, Sinkhole, Time Capsule, Irish Gang of Murderers. It's kind of quiet. Our player of the day today is Jack Dalton. Outfielder Jack Dalton had a short but relatively successful major league career prior to World War I. Then he became a lay preacher in his church. Then, inexplicably, inexplicably, he went missing on July 4th, 1948, and was never heard from again. Thank you, SJCFRS, in the YouTube chat for uh, donating to the cause. I appreciate that. Uh, Dalton talked about, uh, oh, in his second game ever, this dude Jack Dalton got, went five for five, and four of his hits came off Christy Mathewson. So that's cool. He also stole a base. He got sent up and down a ton. Um, he got beamed in the head, and he told reporters afterwards, like, I probably should be dead right now. I don't know how that didn't kill me. Caught me just above the left temple. And then he got hit in the finger, and that kind of changed the uh, course of his career, according to this. Oh, at one point, this is kind of funny. Dalton got suspended for arguing with an umpire in 1912, and it was a three-game suspension that his own manager instilled. Like, his manager told the press, I'm suspending Jack Dalton. What he did is unbecoming of a ball player on my club. We don't act that way. Three-game suspension starts now. The league didn't suspend him, just Jack Dalton did, but he announced it to everyone. And then in the very first game, it was a tie game and later in the innings, and Joe Kelly, the manager, is like, actually, guys, I was kind of joking. We're going to use him right now because he might help us win. And then he hit the game-winning, the game-winning single. Kind of funny. Uh, Baltimore owner argued that they shouldn't that they shouldn't count. But I feel like if you suspend your own player, you can unsuspend them whenever you want. It's kind of a brilliant strategy. They didn't know that Jack Dalton was available off the bench. Boom, there he is. Now you've lost the game. The fake suspension. I like that. I like that. Uh Oh, then he went into he went to be in the church guy. He disappeared. That was the weird part. Um he was supposed to be delivering a sermon on July 4th. Is that a Sunday? Um, July 4th, guys, come on. It wasn't until August 1st that two other elder churchers inquired about his whereabouts. 
whoa, the dude's supposed to deliver a sermon on July 4th and it takes you a month to realize that you haven't seen him and he didn't show up for the sermon? Must have been kind of a recluse. Uh, Family members told them they didn't know where he had gone and no evidence has turned up that a missing person report was ever filed. Now, I get a lot of these bios from the Sabre researchers, S-A-B-R, and they bust their ass to find this stuff that, honestly, no one is asking. And, like, so huge credit to them because I doubt people are banging at their door like, what happened to Jack Dalton, the ex-ball player from 1912? Do you guys know? I highly doubt that. I bet more so they just go through every player ever and try to find their full story, and when they get stumped, that's when their their brain starts going like, all right, let's fucking figure this out. So they said, like, they tried to research the hell out of where Dalton went, not even during his playing careers, old man Dalton, Um the ch- church people said that he ran off with the subscription money and then they found him dead two years later. But no one knows where he went or why he left. The Sabre re- writer says, did Dalton know he was seriously ill? Is that why he left with no trace? Did he want to spare his wife the burden of medical bills? Why did she not report him missing? Tolbert Percy Dalton was buried on February 23rd, 1950 at what is now Hollywood Memorial Park in Pittsburgh. So it's a mystery, unsolved mysteries. What happened to Jack Dalton? No one knows. We can look at we can look at his career a little bit. He was 5'8", 145 pounds. Holy smokes, that's tiny. Birth name Tolbert Percy. Went by Jack. Crazy. Oh, he was born on July 3rd, so he went missing one day after his birthday. Maybe, however, maybe when he turned, maybe when he turned, how old was he when he went missing? What year was it? He went missing in 48. So maybe when he turned 48, you know, something scary hit him. He's like, fuck this. I'm 48 years old now. I got to get out. So he just ditched. Pretty good numbers, but he didn't play a lot. He got sent up and down a ton, but when he was there, he kind of delivered. I mean, in 1915, he played 200. He played 132 games and had a 293 batting average with a 368 on base percentage. In 1914, had a 319 batting average with a 396 on base percentage. Why'd they keep sending him up and down? I think this guy had something going on. I think he was a bit of a crazy guy. That's what I've deducted. No basis. If you're a family member of Jack Dalton and that insults you, apologize. I'm just an idiot. O.W. Productions and Matt Gonzalez have joined the Periscope. Update. All right, that was Jack Dalton, the player who was pretty good, went missing, got hit in the temple, didn't die, suspended by his manager, then hit hit a hit a game-winning RBI while technically suspended by his manager, went missing from the church on July 4th because he turned 48 and didn't want to deal with the burden of that age. And that's all I had to say about that. Next up, the book portion of the show. Everyone's favorite. Just rave reviews. On the podcast app, every single review. The books. Exclamation point. How about them books? Five stars. Exclamation point. Those books. Two exclamation points. Five stars. That's not true. On the podcast app, I don't think we have any reviews. 
It used to be this this the pot on the podcast app. It used to be a different show. We did, um, me and my fiance, and then I just used the same feed and I changed it. So I think the last review on the podcast app for morning is why don't you guys get married already? And we're engaged now, so maybe those people. Yeah, you sound like an old married couple. So what are you waiting for? Get married. That's the latest review. Hey, on the podcast thread, if you listen for morning, you should scroll all the way back to one of the first podcasts I ever did on I'm sitting at the counter and I'm for the Oh, it's not even on there. I did one all on the emu war in Australia. So well researched. We got Black Diamonds by Joseph Francis Murphy. I've done this before. It's just a book of poems. Uh, so first person to say a page number will do that. And we've done one already from this book. And I forget if we liked it or not. Maybe you guys remember. I can go to that sheet and tell you where it was. I am sitting at the counter. I am waiting at the counter for the man to pour my coffee, and he fills it only halfway. And before I even argue, he is looking out the window. I figured it out. Uh, page 15, Troy Pike was earliest. The last time we did uh, uh, Black Diamonds was, hey, Holy smokes. The last time we did this book, Black Diamonds, was on Tuesday, June 16th, and the town that day was Times Beach, Montana, which I believe is the one that Zach Gaines suggested that became, they demolished it. Or am I wrong? Times Beach, Missouri, sorry. Yeah, how about that? Zach Gaines and Black Diamonds. Ghost towns, contaminated towns that everyone gets kicked out of by the government, and Black Diamonds go hand in hand. Ain't that America? <laughs> Symmetry. All right. Uh, page 15. Uh, all right, it's kind of long, but we'll do it fast. It's called Shit. I just broke the spine on this book, and it's pretty old. It's going to fall apart now. It's called uh, The Sisters. The Sisters. Left equal shares in father's will, the sisters waged a standoff fight. Their meals were served by ritual in separate rooms morn, noon, and night. All right. Dad left them some money, equal shares each. They get served meals. Sounds like they're kind of pampered. Each told the cook more than cook should know. The waitress shared their secrets too. Both were careful not to show a too familiar point of view. Both cook and maid were laced with tact and burned their notes at bedtime tea. They never tried, they never tired of the act of neutral domesticity. Are the maid and the cook gonna gonna poison? these three sisters and take the money for themselves? Is that why they're passing notes at night and burning them? Is that why they're sharing secrets? Is this a flowers in the attic situation? One sister favored mountain air. The other sister loved the shore. 
So maid and cook were off somewhere, in summer, respite from the war. The servants died, and no more came. The sisters met one gray-haired day. The house went up in orange flame, and there's nothing more to say. Whoa. I don't really know what happened there. Sounds like three sisters got a bunch of money when their rich dad died. They were pampered. The maids and the cooks hated them. Once the maids and the cook died, the sisters... I don't know what happened there. The sisters got old. No one came to visit them. The house went up in flames. The old man's legacy died with the house, the servants, and his three daughters. No one carried on the legacy. I don't know what happened there. You guys tell me. I think that's it. I think I, I think it's dark. Those fucking sisters sounded like they sucked, huh? I don't know. I don't know what happened. They all died. The servants died. Guy died. House went up in flames. Nothing's no more. I think I kind of got it. I don't know. I'm a mess of... Th- oh, look, check this out. Someone on YouTube whose name is a mess of things said, what am I watching? I think your username is an answer to this show. It's just a mess of things I like. Uh, what time is it? 9.31. I've been going for 31 minutes. That's about the time I got to start ending these. Goat Boy Gaming says, hey, man, I love your videos. I watch them every day. Thanks, man. I like it. I appreciate you. You guys think that's the Cinderella story? I like that. Matt Rosenstein said, Tom's Tom's Diner, the song is called. Oh, yeah, by Suzanne Vega. I know that. I just was blanking. Used to sing that all the time. I'm bad at whistling. Anyway, all right, we got a lot of stuff going on today. So if you're interested in tuning in with us, baseball is back. Oh, shit. We're going to a new YouTube channel. I remembered the intro today without Josh remember the intro, Osborne's help. But I forgot to remind everyone on YouTube, we're going to a new channel next week. It's I just put a link in there. I'll put a link in the description on the YouTube page. Uh, Jake's going to take over the morning spot on here. So at 9 o'clock on that channel... I'll be live at 9.30. Jake's going to do a little sports update show on this channel. Uh, so if you if you enjoy these, subscribe over there. Help us out. Help us grow it. That'd be good. Cool. Um, what else? When do lineups get announced? Oh, so what we got going on today. We have two big announcements. Two big announcements that we have to make videos for. Um, one is Roosevelt's. We're doing the, uh, the Roosevelt Studios. New name of the studio. Two, we're doing another fun deal with them uh, that we're excited about. Then there's another announcement. I'll let that be a complete surprise. Uh, and then we're doing the talking Baseball pregame show. I believe that's going to be live. So with Trevor, Jake, and myself uh, previewing. There's only two games today, but we're going to preview the two games. We've been running test episodes, trying to get the format right. Um, so it's like 20 minutes. It'll be live on uh, talking Baseball YouTube channel. It'll be live on talking Baseball uh, Twitter account, and that's going to be fun. I think the plan is to do that at 1 or 12. We'll tweet it out. 
Uh, as soon as lineups are announced for the Yankees and the Nationals, probably around 4 o'clock, we're going to do the Talking Yanks pregame show. That's where Jake and I can show off our bias even more and really get silly and have fun with the Yankee stuff. Uh, JJR is coming out at 10 o'clock. And then there's been so much baseball news that if we have to run a full Talking Baseball episode for tomorrow with Mookie and the Blue Jays and um, – and, and uh, there's another piece of news that I'm forgetting right now. They might expand the playoffs. Then we may do that. I don't know if we're going to have time. Uh, R-P-Y-C-H, I don't know how you pronounce your name, at Ryan Pike asked, is the Talking Baseball pregame show going to be on a separate podcast like the Talking Yanks pregame show? It is. It's not set up yet. You need to have, like, an episode on the feed for it to be, like, set up and pushed out everywhere, and we don't have that yet. So today, check it out on YouTube and Periscope and Facebook. Uh, and then hopefully by next week it'll be live on Spotify and Apple, and it'll be a separate channel because we don't want to. If we if we put them all on the same podcast feed, that would be nine episodes a week on Talking Baseball, five pregame shows and four full episodes, and that would just kill people. So if you want the pregame show, it's going to be a separate feed. Cool. Cool. I think I'm out. Play. Uh, going to be a good day. Because I'm excited, and it's just going to be hot. And other than that, it's going to be good. And if it gets rained out, it won't get rained out on the West Coast, so there's still going to be baseball. And just don't be one of the people that think predicting rainouts makes it seem like you know more than someone else. It's very weird. Very weird phenomenon on Twitter. You're like, game tomorrow, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to be rained out. See you later. Hey, yo, street. Country boys is back. Goodbye. It's six o'clock. It's time to have a good day. I got up this morning and I said I'm gonna do something for the United States of America. So I got Nappy Roots in here. I got Big Al 360 in here. 